Justice League is like the fifth movie. What? Look, you know what's coming. I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. Belt the fuck up. This is Popscorn. Popscorn, the Fail Entertainment Trash Podcast. The, oh, God, okay. Preamble for this, right? Mm. So, Justice League, it's the fifth movie. So, they're one movie off what we originally had in the f- phase one of the MCU. This is their big team-up. This is supposed to be their big temple movie. Hang on, this is their fifth? This is the fourth movie? Man of Steel. Man of Steel? BVS. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, I forgot about Suicide Squad. You're Wonder right. Wonder Woman. Justice League. I forgot about Suicide Yeah, remember that one movie that's totally unrelated to this one? Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. So that's where that is. Um, And we were worried that this was going to be a big letdown. We were really worried about that because it's been a banner year for superhero movies. And all this needed to do was just not suck and stick the fucking landing and it would have been possibly the best year for superhero movies. Before we get to that... Yes. So... I don't normally like. I don't normally miss movies on their opening weekend. I try not to. No, this one I did. Me too. And I was like, in Iceland, so I mean there is that. Yeah. However, I tried to go and see the one time, and my girlfriend's car broke down. Yeah. I tried to go and see it another time, and some other nonsense came up that yeah. stopped me from seeing it. I eventually buckled and I went to go and see it alone, and there was like me and like ten other people in the cinema. Which meant I could sit at the back and I could actually make some notes for this one. Nice. Boy, howdy, am I fucking glad I did. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to go straight into spoiler territory. So just up front. Yeah. Because I need to go through this movie beat by beat. Okay. There's no other way I can do this, Darren. That's fine. So up front, I think the Justice League Wait, is a... are we spoiling it now? No, no, no. We'll give, we'll give okay, it a very give brief me, overview and then the we're nod. going down the entire fucking runtime oh, of this slightly under two hours piece of shit. Okay. Unfortunately, that's what I think. I think it's a totally dispensable movie. Absolutely just okay, bog standard in some areas. However, there are many blatant fucking filmmaking errors, script errors, character errors, and just... Errors of human, like human errors in this movie. I'm just going to play devil's advocate a little bit. I am in no way, shape or form defending this movie. But I think there's two things to keep in mind here that that may be less in the blow. I think it's a better movie than Batman vs Superman. I think, basically, of all four of the movies, other than Wonder Woman that have come out... I'd actually say this is probably their best of those movies because I think it's better than Suicide Squad yep. and I think it's better than Man of Steel. I actually think Man of Steel is better than this. I think Man of Steel is more tonally consistent at the very mm. least. Okay, but I, I, I am going to cut it slack and say somehow, even though what we're about to show you is we have no love for this movie whatsoever, I think it's the second best DC movie. Um, and second, the fact that it even works slightly as a narrative and is slightly coherent is a fucking miracle <laughs> yep. worthy of religious and scientific study. Because this <laughs> movie 
this fucking camel of a movie <laughs> was Frankenstein together by so many moving parts that it's a fucking miracle we even got it out there. Yep. Because this is this is definitely at the bare minimum. This is three movies stitched together. This is Zack Snyder's movie. This is Joss Whedon's movie, and this is Warner Brothers' movie. Fucking squished together to make something. Not to mention that this used to be a two-parter. So exactly. there's that. Yeah, so it's actually four movies put together. <laughs> it's a god it's a play-doh mess of a fucking of a movie. So the fact that it uh, has some bits that work. Almost has a plot. Almost has a plot and isn't complete and utter chaos is commendable. Yeah. Brave, even to put it out. Um, so, so that's probably where a lot of the good things are about to end before we get into spoilers. But yeah, I would not recommend this. No. Because it's, again, sorry to cut you off there, but the problem is it's not Fantastic Four or Fanforstic territory where it's so bad that it's hilarious. Yeah, I was it's, not having a good time, unlike Fantastic Four, which no. is still single-handedly one of the best... Like, smoothie-going experiences just for me and you rolling in the fucking aisles. Oh, it was hilarious, but no, it's not even that. So it would not get a recommendation. But again, at this point, if you wanted to see this movie, you would have gone and seen it anyway. Again, I I mean, as you said, I got into a a discussion with a gentleman on Twitter about this movie. Oh, you didn't see Michael shouting at fucking clouds. Yeah, that's what I do now. Just because, like... We have to recognise that it's a failure on many fronts. I think yeah. that's that's right. I think it's a failure as a movie-making practice. I think it's a failure commercially. It's shown to be that it is. It's a failure critically. And I think it's going to be a failure for, for Warner Brothers going forward, which is weird because they're the only fucking people with all the characters and they can do whatever the fuck they want with them. By the time this podcast comes out, that might not necessarily be true yeah, anymore. It might literally just be Namor sitting in a corner whilst everybody oh, else gets to play together. No one gives a fuck about Namor. Name me one Namor storyline ever. Uh, the one where he stole Sue Storm and they got forced married. You only know that because of something Movie else. Bob. That's it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I only know because of okay, Movie Bob. Okay, anyway, right. Back on point. Um, did you see? Sorry, the really, really kind of just oh, I pity you people. There was a fan group that was insisting that true DC diehard fans go and watch this movie no less than six times. Jesus, just fuck. so WB will get the message that they love them and want them to continue making movies. That's not how it works. No, guys. I mean I'm not gonna lie. I did see Guardians like five or six times, but. That's the anomaly. You don't do that with every fucking tempole movie that a single studio releases just so that they keep making them. I'm like, but it wasn't even that they thought the movie was great. It's just they want them to keep happening. Of course they will keep being made. We're in the golden age of superhero movies. DC will just hit the reboot button again. Yeah. It's not the point, but we digress. I feel we've now given you our best opinions in short of this movie. If you haven't seen it already, which at this point you either have or you're not going to anyway, I implore you, stick around for these spoiler warnings. Yeah. Spoiler alert! And go. And one more thing. It's fine if you enjoy this. I'm glad you do. We don't. No. And we're going to now pick it apart. Now, I've structured mine. You've yeah. gone full on beat by beat. Look, look at this shit. Hot Michael, we don't have four hours. Um... <laughs> I have put mine come into three separate categories okay. of uneven, uninspired, and unearned. 
But we'll stick to your structure and I will pepper, Michael. I will pepper. Pepper. So the movie opens. You didn't see this because you turned up late. Um, movie opens with like a phone recording of Superman saving people and then some kids interview them for his po- for their podcast. And that scene, honestly, is really charming. And like, I really wish that was the Superman that we got more of in this movie. Mm. And the the tone that we got more of in oh, this movie. Oh, Superman. Oh, we'll get to that. So... Apparently, according to the opening titles of this movie, the fact that Superman died is the res- he means he's responsible for racism, homelessness, and violence against people of colour. Who knew he was keeping all those things under check? Exactly, as opposed to, you know, fighting aliens, which is his fucking job. Um, you told me about this, and I was looking out for it. Yeah, I saw it on the internet, and was like, I, I, I admittedly, I was there for the start of it, but I just missed this part because I didn't know I was on the lookout for it. But go so there's, ahead. there's, there's footage of the homeless guy with say with a sign saying "I tried," and then seconds later, directed by Zack Snyder, appears in the corner. It's fucking poetry. <laughs> it's so funny. And set us up nicely for what was about to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's another line later on in this movie which equally. Tells you what, like, sums this movie up in a sentence, but we'll get to that. So it sets up, um, so it's done the whole Superman thing, like, oh no, he's dead, everything sucks. Batman's being Batman, and for about 60 seconds, it's actually kind of stomachable. It's like, okay, this does feel like what this version of Batman would do. And then the parademon comes out. Yeah. It's like, it took this movie all of two minutes to throw some batshit unexplained nonsense at Mm. us. And yeah, it kind of feels like there's a lot of things that this movie has just decided to gloss over because they probably filmed it, but it probably got cut out or it was probably in the script for the first part and the second part, but it got squished together. This doesn't feel like a logical fucking progression of BVS. No. It's such a leap forward without even thinking if this was a good idea. No. Which is just Which again feels reactionary. Other than them sticking to their guns... They, they've now decided to just say, right, okay, no one like BVS. We're not brave enough to say, no, we're going to stick our course that we think it's correct. We're going to change what we can, ignore what we can. There's even a bit in Cyborg's um, story that contradicts BVS. Yeah, entirely. 100%. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, just quickly on Affleck. Yeah. Um, I'll pepper actor opinions in as you're plowing through. Sounds good. A weaker turn, I think, by Affleck than BVS. You can tell his ass not in it, definitely. Oh, God, no. He's definitely clocked out at this point. Um, they they dial back a little bit on him being killer Batman. Um, I mean, he's still murdering parademons left, right and centre. But they're more yeah. of a grey area. They're just bugs from outer space. Um, one or two good moments... There's a really good moment later on in the movie where he talks about feeling more alien than human and feeling less human than Superman. I was yeah. like, they clearly shot this on day one. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, but they, but he's inconsistent. Mm. He he goes from the Batman from PVS where he's all brooding and serious, and then he's, he's quipping now because Joss Whedon's here, so he's yeah. quippy. Doesn't suit him. And it, and it flits. But the entire movie has that problem of flitting between quips and then long, long stretches of seriousness. Aqu- A- Aquaman has a lot of that problem yeah. as well, and it does not suit him. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame, because the quipping does suit him. But yeah. we'll get to that. So, Wonder Woman's still pretty good. And apparently seems to have inherited everybody else's power set. Like, I know that she is, for all intents and purposes, a demigod. Yeah. But her opening action sequence is essentially her doing the Flash's job. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. 
a tad. Can't say I'm all about that. No, I'm with I you mean, on that. I mean, anything that gets me more Wonder Woman is fine because she's the, literally the only shining beacon of hope in this movie. She's, I still think Gal Gadot has less. She's she's not up to much in this one. She's kind of and everyone feels like that that they're not. And again, team up movies aren't great for character progression or really true standout moments that are all theirs. I, I think it's just a lesser term by Gal Gadot and. Or, I have to be careful with this, because people could probably come back and point to several moments in the MCU where this is. But there's a lot of gratuitous TNA shots in this movie. Mm. Of, like, Camrangles put, so you clearly see, right, we're all looking at Gal Gadot's ass. Her ass is here, and the rest of the Justice League is getting off his ship over here. Yeah. And and she's wearing low-cut tops, and the Flash lands in her tit at some point. And it all yeah, feels that was a bit, weird. It all feels a bit ick. Like, okay, we finally have feminist icon Wonder Woman here. I don't need to be looking... Like, she, she'll she look good no matter what you do with her. Same thing with what they do with Black Widow. There's very few, like, gratuitous, ooh, shots of her. Maybe that one in the back of the car in Iron Man 2. Mm. Fine. But it, but that's played for laughs. It isn't here. You're just looking at her ass. Yeah. And no, not Surprisingly, one of the episodes where we don't go into Pig Corner. No. Who knew? I mean, we could... But we won't. Go listen to our Wonder Woman review if you need to know our opinions on Gal Gadot in that respect. <laughs> Hint, they're good. Yeah. Um, so, one of the things that really fucking struck me as odd in this movie was... Um, so, when we, when we go and just very stark cut from Wonder Woman being an actual hero that saves people to Ben Affleck bothering the people of a small fishing village. Yeah. Um, so, Aquaman just straight up reveals to everyone that it's Bruce Wayne... And none of them care. And the Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, and the, yeah. While some Icelandic people have just stood over here yeah. going, oh, it's Batman. Oh, it's Batman, that, yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, and Batman's not panicked about this. No, like... If this was... Okay, if this was normal Batman, like Kevin Conroy Batman, he would have, like, he wouldn't have allowed that situation to happen. If this was BVS Batman, he would just turn around and shot those people <laughs> yeah. just to keep secret wraps in this one. And it's not even like Aquaman even reveals himself in this scene. He's just stood there. Yeah. A clear foot taller than every fucker else in the room, <laughs> yeah. with whited out eyes and big fucking taps everywhere. <laughs> Why is Batman even having this conversation? Like, he knows who he is. <laughs> the bit where, like, he's, he's seen a video of him. He knows who it is. Why is he bothering? It's funny because he's like, I'm after the one that's got superpowers, and it's just like a room full of normal people, and then Jason fucking Momoa. Hmm. <laughs> who could it be? Side note: Jason Momoa, I think, is just. One of the most lovable people on the world, but his portrayal of Aquaman is very patchy. Such a nothing. Yeah, in in places it's like, oh, okay, I'll get what they're doing here, and you can very much tell when Joss Whedon took right. over writing his dialogue. Yes, fucking hell. Just right to do the red letter media thing. Yeah. When they took apart episode one of Star Wars, if I was to say to you, "What is Aquaman's character?" in just using single words, what would you describe him as? You'd be like, um, hmm. Broy, but even then, that's inconsistent. And even then, that's inconsistent. And that's it. Yeah, like there's nothing to him. There's nothing here to get excited about him having his own movie, other than Jason Momoa is tends to be a fun dude. Yeah, but I don't know what his agenda is. I don't know why he's really bothering with saving the world and all that stuff. I don't get it. He was either turmoil. There's none of that here. He's here to look good and have cool powers. That's basically and it. That's it. To make everyone forget about how dorky Aquaman is. That's his 
first, second, third, fourth job in this movie. But I feel like that. they could have played into that in this film, and they really didn't. That would that would have been a source for comedy. Yeah, like everyone thinking that Aquaman's like the useless one, and then it turns out he's got a powered set comparable to that of Superman. Yeah, like why didn't they do that? It's every just get a few cool shots of. Him chucking the spearmint. I must say, this film is probably the worst case of trailerizers of all time. Oh, yeah. There is nothing in this movie that hasn't been shown in a trailer. That's true. Even worse than Batman vs. Superman. Even worse than Spider-Man from this year. Then again, there were still some surprises in Spider-Man, I guess. True. True. But I think, no, I think this is probably worse. Because I can't actually think of any good shots from this film that weren't in a trailer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, even the final shot of the league together is very disappointing. You're right. Uh, Anyway, so... I thought that I was going to hate absolutely everything about The Flash. I really thought I was going to. Yeah. And I do. He's the, okay, wor- good. He's the worst fucking character in oh. this movie. Can we talk about Ezra Miller? Can we talk about how just completely fucking unlikable this version of The Flash is? Compared to Grant Gustin, who is yeah. an extremely lovable version of, yes. of Barry Allen, this takes all the parts of Barry Allen on a piece of fucking paper and goes, so he's a nerd... He's kind of self-conscious, he's very smart, and he's quick. And they've just taken the, the fucking cliff notes of what The Flash is and gone, let's make him Sheldon Cooper. I know. Fuck off. This like, is, okay, ugh. okay, okay. We, we have to be slightly careful here. Because whether they've officially or unofficially done this, W. Bree have thrown up a bit of a defence for this. Of like, whether it was conscious or not... They've played this version of Barry Allen as slightly on the spectrum. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's not an excuse. And, and, but please, hear me out, right? A few people... I, I've heard this on, on several different podcasts and comments. Of them coming out and saying... Look, we... Someone with... Um, it's not autism, is it? Uh, what's it called? Asperger's. Asperger's, right? They say they finally saw a character that has their... You know, their symptoms of what their illness is... But they're still a hero. They're still saving people. That is that is great. That line of thinking and striving towards that is fantastic. But it's played for laughs. And no word of a lie, 100% of the time. Yeah. He feels like the most Joss Whedon of the characters. Easily. But gone to the absolute extreme of what a Joss Whedon character is. Where every single fucking line out of his mouth is a quip. Mm-hmm. All of them across the board. No amount of seriousness, nothing like that at all. It's all him trying to be funny. And more importantly, not one laugh garnered. No, they don't land. If it was landing, fine. Or if they were taking a, a serious look at Asperger's and, and and that how that would play into a superhero persona, fine. And I can't speak from that, and neither can you, because no. we don't have Asperger's. However, go on. Compare this to the Blue Ranger from earlier this year. Right. A character that was very clearly on the spectrum, who actually came off as funny and charming and human, yes. more importantly. Played it was played for laughs occasionally. Yeah. Uh, okay, but yeah, he seemed human. Not everything out of his mouth was funny. And he still saved people. And it was it gave him heart more than obnoxious. What I'm saying is, RJ Siler for The Flash. Let it happen. He yeah. was better. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've completely not forgot who RJ Siler was. Yeah, no. Not Ezra Miller, who needs to go. Right, The Flash can do time travel and reality jumping. Just fucking swap him out with Grant Gustin. And <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. be fine. <laughs> oh, no. Hated it. Hated it. The Flash Awful. is just the absolute worst. Cyborg's really moody as well. 
which which really threw me for a six because I mean my formative years of Cyborg were from the Teen Titans animated show where he's kind of the the jovial big guns as yep. such. In the fucking Christ. This is, again, oh, we have to be so delicate about this, Michael. As two white dudes, um, we have to straddle this line perfectly. But as I've said before in this podcast, DC, for the love of God, please stop trying to make fucking Cyborg a thing. Stop trying to make it happen. No one has ever given a shit about Cyborg, right? <laughs> He's not interesting. He's boring as fuck. And if you need to have token characters in there because that's in your remit there are so many fucking better choices yep jesus christ john stewart green lantern done it's over <laughs> he's very fucking interesting he's got awesome powers and everyone fucking loves him put him in there and put cyborg in a place where he can work better not where he's in this in what would then be a prelude to what is a solo movie, because ain't nobody fucking want to go watch a cyborg movie. Unless it's the Teen Titans movie. A Teen Titans movie, they would go and see, and that's fine, but never this again. Because, again, to go back to what I was saying about Aquaman, if I was to tell you, name some characteristics about Cyborg, I managed to get one about Aquaman. I don't think I can do that about Cyborg. I can give you a few. Moody and the tech guy. His job in the final fight is to stand there... And force the mother boxes apart. That, yes. Other than that, he contrib- contributes fucking nothing to this He's movie. He's a deus ex machina that can blink. Yeah. That's pretty it. <laughs> that's what he is. That's what he is. That's the cliff notes. Uh, so so that's not cool. No. Um, we do get actually a decent scene on Themyscira. But basically anything relating to Wonder Woman's kind of does redeem the movie slightly. Yeah, that is a really cool scene of the Amazons fighting Steppenwolf. Yeah, although it does... We'll get to fucking Steppenwolf. Okay, good. It does bother me slightly that the armour got altered from the Wonder Woman. And now because yeah. Zack Snyder's in the chair, they're all wearing bikinis. Like, yeah. come on, Zack. Mm. Did you not watch Wonder Woman? It was fine how it was. Did you not watch Sucker Punch? Yeah, I did watch Sucker Punch. I'd uh, rather forget that that happened. Yeah. Um. So fucking. It was a cool scene. Fucking Steppenwolf. Here's how I, in my head, how it worked. Steppenwolf was generated on the PS2. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. He looks like a fucking God of War cutscene. I was just about to say he, yeah, he like does. God. He does look like Ares yeah. in God of War 1. And similarly, Cyborg was generated on the PS3. <laughs> he was. Slightly better. Slightly but... better, but not much. Uh, but no wonder he keeps that fucking hoodie on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just no. No, no, no. Oh, God. Steppenwolf was just... Just just a non-entity. Yeah. Just not in- introduced unceremoniously and taken out equally as so. Yeah. Just fuck. What was. If this was supposed to be Darkseid, mm. I'm so glad they didn't do Darkseid. Like, yeah, Wage Me Such a. Again, a nothing character. Now, the MCU is guilty of this. True. But at least their bad guys are distinguishable from each other look wise. Yeah. This could just have been Ares again. Mm. They're almost identical characters. Big probably, horny helmet. It probably would have, made, would have made a bit more sense if it was Ares. Right? Yeah. Say that he survived Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, say he survived the, the fight on the airfield at the end. Yeah. Then he comes back and he says, I will bring war to humanity. Makes a deal with Darkseid. Yeah. And gets the parademons. You, you basically make him Loki. I can't believe we just made a case to bring Ares fucking back. But that's how bad things I are. I will take David Thewlis over fucking God of War Ascension. Like, this is not what I want. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> and the parademons. Eh. eh. Punch stuff. They're the Chitauris again. Yeah, exactly. No better or no worse than, than the Chitauri. Um, just quickly, I feel like we're moving out of Act 1 territory. I think it's so 
crushed underneath the weight of having to introduce everybody. That the Avengers didn't have that problem because obviously Iron Man, Thor, Cap, and um, Hulk. Hulk all had their backstories and their connections to each other kind of basically already filled in. So it was a much more natural process. But in this one, again, we have to establish at, the, at least three characters and then figure out their connections to each other and then how they bounce off Batman, Wonder Woman, and then later Superman. That it's just such a slow start to the movie. And this is not a long movie. No. But it feels like one. Yeah, it is crushed underneath the Act 1 problem that, that Avengers just circumnavigated. In what I, get, I presume will be the first of many comparisons to the Avengers. Yeah, probably. So it kind of feels like everybody, like, still talking about the characters for the end of Act 1. It feels like everyone was reading off the wrong character sheet. Because Cyborg's the moody one, for reasons. Wonder Woman is basically Superman. Flash, like you said, has appeared, decided that he's now on the spectrum, which is yep. fucking stupid. Um, Aquaman kind of fluctuates between this dude bro stuff and Cal Drogo at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, at one point, he's quipping, and then it's like, if you ever tell anybody, blah 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 Yeah. That didn't really fit. Batman's either wholly dedicated to the role or he's phoning it in. And more importantly, why did J.K. Simmons have to bulk up for this role? Yeah, what was the point of that? There was no point. No. It's not like Commissioner Gordon was ever going to pound a bitch. No. He did not get out of his raincoat. No, at, he did at not. At any point. Oh, God. Oh, JK, and I feel think, so sorry oh, for you. Oh, God, we're not going to get JJ, JJ, JJ and Jameson because of this movie. Yeah. That's oh, a I hope they shut it all down and we can get him back. Oh, please. Oh, I, I just want to save him. Oh, I'll cast everybody else aside if I get to save, <laughs> if I get to save JJ Oden. So, okay, so we get to the, 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 the pinnacle of Act 1. We've introduced the mother, mother boxes, which we've never heard of before, but no. everybody seems to know what they are. Yeah. Which is another glaring plot point that's yeah. just missed out. Um, and then we get to go and see them being stolen. So one gets taken from Themyscira. We get Atlantis. Is it me or is just everything... Like, who knew the water was that bad? It's really foggy in Atlantis. I couldn't yeah. see shit. I don't think it looked too bad. I'll give them that. I think the water effects looked okay in terms of their movement through the water. Oh, the movement was fine. And look, just, yeah, visually it could then be brightened up a little bit. I think but maybe it's because at that point they hadn't decided what Atlantis was going to look like. No. So they're just kind of like, here's one room that we don't ever have to use again no. if we don't want to. I imagine by the time we get into Aquaman, the full movie, it'll look more like Otagunga. It'll just uh, be... Uthagunga, be... you mean? Whatever it's called. The Gungan City. It'll just be big orbs under the sea and it'll look fine. Yeah. Because them having to like swim around and create these bubbles of non-water just to speak every time is going to get incredibly fucking tedious very quickly. <laughs> um, so that's not going to happen. But no, I, I think it looked okay. Yeah, it's all right. Considering how bad it could have looked, I think it looked okay. Aquaman's bird turns up. Yeah. Mira, played by Amber Heard, yeah. who is genuinely bad and yeah. completely soulless. Yeah. There's nothing in that performance that makes me excited for the Aquaman solo movie. No, I mean, it's still by the Fast and Furious guy. So, I mean, maybe. Maybe it can be good. Look, if I were to see them drift in some sea bass, that's going to be good. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Um, So, we immediately do the fight from the 2016 trailer off the back of that in the silo room, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um. The di- none of the dialogue from that trailer from 2016 shows up, by the way. No. All got cut or all got replaced. 
So goes to show you what would have been in what people have been referring to as the Snyder Cut, which might not actually exist. No, I don't think it does. I don't think I want it to. No. Because there's no way it could be better than what we've no. got. Um, so Flash hasn't been saving anyone up until this point, despite the fact that we got a cameo of him defeating members of the Suicide Squad in Suicide Squad. Yeah. So he says, I've just been running around and pushing people over. And I'm like... Wow, what a Captain Boomerang. Hmm, yeah, what a fantastic character we've got in here. Mm. It's almost like he's very badly written. Yes. Um, so there's a point that um, Batman, Flash, Cyborg and Aquaman, to this point in the Justice League, haven't been sh- shown saving a single fucking person. Nope. So Wonder Woman's the only one that's actively saving people. Yeah. It's taken them five movies to get Batman saving a single fucking oh, person. Oh, no, I know. Uh, so... And I can't tell whether at that point in the movie that the story was supposed to be about Cyborg not being in control of his powers. I was wondering whether that was going to go anywhere. I then put an update next to that saying, nope. No, it didn't just, go anywhere. It, it's it's when it's convenient to the plot he will lose control of his powers. Which, uh, like when, when Superman is there and he needs to fight Superman, all of a sudden, oh, my armor's kicking off. But then when he's surrounded by thousands upon thousands of parademons... The same thing doesn't kick into effect. Very bad writing on that point. Also, we very quickly go from the trailer fight, which was shown to be like the mid, the like the, not the, not even the act two fight, like no. probably the first time they were all going to fight together, to reviving Superman immediately. Oh, oh, what a fucking left turn that was. Fucking, what was it like <laughs> nine months later or whatever it was from uh, Fantastic Four? That oh no, one year later from yeah, that, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh fucking Christ, we're doing that without the time skip. But it's like it's such a like weird plan and no one's motivations make sense like one how do they think this is going to resurrect him yeah right because we saw what happens when they try to resurrect zod and then batman makes up some pseudo wudo sciencey wine symbolics of like going well maybe because it's a bigger power source these things if we touch it to the water and then put superman in that water and make flash touch it at the same time it will revive him it's yeah. foolproof I'm like, but Batman, why does he want him back? Why is Batman so adamant about bringing him back? Yeah, because between Wonder Woman, who's a literal demigod, you've got Mr. Slow-Mo, you've got fucking Peter Pentium, who is is actually a mother box. Like, you should have enough to take Steppenwolf down already. But no, we need to revive Superman. We need to... But this doesn't feel like a Batman type of thing to do. He wouldn't revert all resources and his only plan towards an impossible lung shot. He would have plans on top of plans on top of plans. So it doesn't feel right for him to be doing it. And then for him to be like, they need a beacon to gather around and all this stuff that Superman never was. It feels like, it genuinely feels like they're referring to the Christopher Reeve Batman. (laughs) Yeah. And they've just retrospectively forgot about Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. And we're resurrecting um, Christopher Reeve here. That's what's happening. Because he was a beacon. He was someone that people gathered around. Yeah. This Superman was tried as a war criminal, seemingly was a terrorist, <laughs> and then disappeared fighting a monster that people thought might he might have had a hand in creating anyway. Yeah. But apparently the world needs Superman. Oh, it's so, like... Right. Let's just power through the rest of the Superman stuff, and then I'll talk about him in a little bit. Okay. Um. So, yeah, they do that bit, which... Just makes no fucking sense. Even though we get the lovely bit of um, of like Superman is an alien. He was on this planet for for uh, and he's more human than I've ever been. I was like, yeah. oh okay, that's 
that's that's a good scene. That's absolutely fine. What wasn't fine is the random Russian family. Yeah. What's going on there? No idea. Like, was this a reshoot? Was this in the original script? Are there more than one family living in this desolate nuclear waste town? No, they've just decided that this is the place where they need to raise their kids. Oh, just like Chernobyl, this will go well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that I've is. I've always wanted my son to have an extra arm. It's it's <laughs> like, such why? a yeah. It's, it feels so crowbodying and so unearned of like. And I wondered, like, is that going to go anywhere? Turns out it doesn't. Like, just introducing this central family just yeah. doesn't fucking go anywhere. Again, it seems reactionary to oh, no one in the Justice League ever saves anybody. So they now had to crowbar in these scenes in the reshoots. So like, right, just invent a family and then some <laughs> flash, fuck it, he can save them. Okay, fine. Job done. That, that'll get everyone off their back and then they wiped their hands and moved on to something else. Yeah, because they've got other things to think about, like trying to get the new characters to bond over literal grave robbing. Yeah! That was super fucking uncomfortable yeah. to watch. It's Cyborg and Flash digging up Superman's cold, dead body and they're just quipping away. Like, this is so tonally deaf, it's unreal. Yeah. Fucking Christ. So they get Superman uh, and they revive him because obviously they do because he's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Superman beats the ever-loving shit out of the Justice League. Just so we have a split second of Injustice Superman. Yeah. For what again feels like a bit of fan service. Who has a British accent before Lois Lane turns up. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, can we talk about his face? <laughs> now, okay. I must admit, I didn't see... Like, the big thing is, of course, Paramount has him filming Mission Impossible... Fuck, what is it now? Six. Six? Six. And he has a moustache... And they wouldn't allow him to shave it for the reshoot, so they had to CGI out his moustache. Which, again, I've heard a lot of people say, it's much easier to put a moustache onto somebody <laughs> yeah. than it is to take it off. And probably expanded the budget by a couple of million pounds to take a fucking moustache <laughs> off of Henry Cavill's face. Oh. Um, the most expensive piece of hair in the world, I think. <laughs> I didn't see too much wrong with it. Until you get to the close-ups, and it's like, okay, you have a top list of plasticine. I... I don't think... I think it would have looked weird if I, if I didn't know about it. Yeah, exactly. But I know about it, and therefore I'm looking at it, and then I'm looking at other people's upper lips, and now that's all I can focus on is the movie, is that, like, which shots are the ones where it is actual upper lip? Yeah. It is that, a little bit disconcerting. It really took me out of the distracting. movie. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets the British accent that immediately goes away when Lois Lane turns up, and then he fucks off. Yeah. To, to Kent Farm. Typical Superman. Because apparently Martha was too obvious. Yeah. Like, we have to go Lois Lane instead. So the closest we get to the death and return of Superman suit is a pair of joggy bottoms that he wasn't wearing when he got no. pulled out the casket. He was wearing a suit. Maybe so someone dressed him? Well, yeah, you dressed dead bodies. No, I mean, but someone redressed him. No, because they got him, they get him out the coffin in the fucking crashed Zod ship. Yeah. They put him in the water in the suit, and then when he zooms up and lands, he's in a oh. pair of joggy bottoms. What happened? He went to a gap on the way. Okay, Michael. <laughs> yeah. There was a sail on at H&M, and he got himself some slick new black trousers. <laughs> so the reshoots are really obvious, I, I feel like. Yes. Because there are scenes where it's quite clear to see that Henry Cavill is just like, is Superman, yeah, as opposed to a surplasticine nightmare. Yes. Um, so then we get the whole like, th- this is this is the weird thing that made no sense about the the script. It was just little things, little things. In the dialogue, like, I don't want to tell mom. Oh, mom is here. Like, who called you? 
Oh, yeah. That was weird, right? That was weird. Um, and then immediately we're on to the finale, Darren. Yeah. Anything you want to say about Act 2 before we get there? I do. I need to talk about Superman. Yeah, let's talk about Superman. Uh, this really does play into what happens in the, in the final act as well. But again, it's it's Warner Brothers reacting, but not fundamentally understanding the problem. In that everyone coming out saying, right, this isn't our Superman. This is some miserable, you know, sad sack, mopey Superman that isn't what he is in the comic books. He's the beacon of hope. He's what everyone is saying about him, but, you know, realised, right? So... That's what we wanted. We want a hopeful, happy Superman, right? For the 21st century. We want someone like Christopher Reeve, but not Christopher Reeve. And I don't think they heard that last bit of that sentence. They just heard, we want someone like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. And it's so heavy-handed, how much they try and, like, correct course and just smash into a wall. because <laughs> like down to the music cue. Now, but this thing, evoking those time of things is fine. But, like, the way he's, like, all of a sudden he becomes a farm boy, which they really didn't play in the previous movies, but apparently now he's just a man from Kansas who says, yes, ma'am. I'm like, uh, uh, this isn't this Superman, okay? This is new. He's resurrected somebody else. And then the bit that really gets me is, right, it's, okay, there's a bit of a ring spoilers. Near the end when they're fighting Steppenwolf and he's flown off to do something, which we'll talk about, and he flies back and says, is this guy still bothering you? I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, you idiots. <laughs> like Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Not Christopher Reeve, okay? That was in the 70s and it worked back then because Christopher Reeve had the charm to pull it off. True. I'm now just starting to think, is this a problem with Henry Cavill? Have we just cast the wrong dude in this who just... Someone, or a lot of people more likely, don't get it. He's got... He's, he looks like Superman. Yeah. Like, he definitely looks like the all-American... Even though he's British. Yeah. Definitely looks like the all-American superhero. He does. He's still built like a brick shithouse. Fair play, Henry Cavill. You look huge. Well done. But it's so... It's so the wrong way of going about this. It needed a subtle turn. It needs another Superman movie. Easily. To really make him what we want him to be. To try and make him Christopher Reeve over the course of what feels like half an hour's worth of Superman. Not the way to go about it. But it feels like it's lying to itself. But there's no jeopardy in making another Superman movie now because we've done Doomsday. Yeah. And he's, now he's back. So now, much like in the words of Max Landis, praise be to Landis. Praise be. Superman didn't kill... De- like didn't kill Superman, it killed death in comics. Yeah. And now we can just reverse death whenever we want in the DCEU. Admittedly, yes, but that's the point. You could do... You know what I'd do? Quick aside, I'd do All-Star Superman. Which is a story about Superman taking on so much solar radiation, he's told he has one year left to live and then he will die. And that is it. And it is a humbling story about Superman getting the world ready to live with no Superman. Now, I haven't read it myself, but I've read the recaps and know what happens. And a lot of people say it is their favourite Superman story. Because it contains everything you would want in a Superman story. He's saving the world and he's fighting the bad guys, but he's also taking time to stop somebody from jumping off a building to, you know, commit suicide. And all these small acts of kindness and meeting with the sick kids and all this other stuff. And it's like what, it's the essence of everything that Superman is and shows what a good dude he is. And he will fight to the fucking end for his home planet. He's not a Kryptonian, he's not an alien, he's a man from Kansas, and he understands that perfectly. That's what I'd do. You make it so that he is going to die, you know he's going to die, and that's fine. 
You are right, though. They are in such a bind with Superman. And especially now that they've done this weird fucking left turn with the character that, oh, again, it's just, it might be time to stop. <laughs> he should have stayed dead. <laughs> he was better in death. <laughs> He was the, easier to write the, in The death. idea of Superman was better than Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this kind of make-believe version of Superman they concocted to answer the fan criticism was better than the Superman they brought back to answer that fan criticism. Ah, It's one of them. Carry on, Michael. So, Joss Whedon's patented force banter was just weird. Yes. Uh, so, on a team of demigods, the biggest gun is Batman, because of course he is. Uh, oh yeah, one of my favourite fucking quotes as Batman's driving the fucking Batmobile straight into fucking nuke town. Yes, and Alfred just over the road says, "We might not have thought this one through." <laughs> like, really? Now? Let's put that on the poster. Yeah, I actually said put this one on the box. Like that's my note for it. Um, and I stopped making notes during the end fight because honestly, I just wasn't invested. I don't think again. Batman vs Superman's one saving grace was I was kind of into the Doomsday fight. I liked it as an expression of what the Trinity can do when they work together. Yeah. But uh, uh, this one doesn't even reach those heights, I don't think, because you are uninvested. There are some cool moments in it, ruined by the trailer, but there are some cool character moments in there where they're using their powers in cool ways. But I think it speaks to the biggest problem I have with this movie. Um... And it, under my free banners, this is the one that comes under... Right, two things. I'm just going to wrap up. Are you done with your point by point? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, so I said that one of the things was uneven, which I think we've really gone through. The kind of long stretches of serious played it with the quips and Flash and the new cartoony Superman and all this other business. Um, the second pillar of that was uninspired. And I think... It's only spot because it brings absolutely nothing new to the table. Yep. Say what you would have been Batman vs. Superman, but it brought new ideas. Terrible ideas. New <laughs> ideas. New ideas. To the table. And I think this really comes from the Avengers, which shows as much as you fucking like, but it's the only obvious comparison. The Avengers has so many iconic moments, shots, character beats, the works, right? But this was completely paint by numbers. Completely, utterly. Yeah. Again, it's a camel of a movie. It's been stitched together by a brain trust instead of letting someone have a vision. All right. Yeah. Maybe even if it's Zack Snyder's vision, which I think at this point has become blatantly obvious that he's not the man to take this forward. And neither do I think he's Joss Whedon at this point. No. Let someone else have a stab at this goddamn thing. Um, it's just it's. There are parts of it that work, but they are very brief and they are very, very much part of the minority of this movie. Um, and when you do when you do engage with parts of the final act, um, it can be fun to watch your superheroes, to watch the Justice League do Justice League things. Um, but because it's such a busy movie, you don't go away really thinking of those points because you didn't have time to digest them and you weren't enjoying them as much because you don't give a fuck about Cyborg, you don't give a fuck about Aquaman, you've probably been driven to the point of insanity by Flash, you're not investing in Batman because Affleck isn't invested, Superman's only around for the last half an hour and it's so weird, and Wonder Woman can only do so much. Yep. So that's uninspired. Now, unearned is the big one. Essentially, the the entirety of that finale, I'm, the only notes I made, that's why I said I'm basically done, is stop it, movie, you haven't earned this. Exactly that. The entire 
point, which is what they fundamentally missed. The entire point of a team-up movie is you get the excitement of seeing established characters interact with each other for the first time. Right? It's... You look at the Avengers, we knew who Thor was, we knew who Iron Man was, we knew who Cap was, we knew who Hulk was, and we know who Black Widow is, right? We know Fury, we know S.H.I.E.L.D., we know all of the moving parts, right? The only person we get introduced to, because we, we even know who Loki is, and yes, we don't really know the Chitauris, but it doesn't matter. The only person we're introduced to is Hawkeye, right? Yes, he had that quick cameo in Thor, but he's the only real new character, and he is the eighth or ninth most important person in that movie. <laughs> so it's fine that we only have to introduce him. And he's very simple to understand. Yeah, he has a bow and arrow, for yeah, God's sake. And right? it's probably even below Thanos, really, exactly. isn't he? And he only turns around. And I think they misread that as well. Everyone likes it because it's the big scale and all these epic encounters and all these great superheroes finally being on screen. Together. No, it was about seeing all the thoughts were, what will Tony Stark say to Thor? What will Captain America's relationship be like with Hulk? And so on and so on and so on, because we'd already been in time to digest those characters and think about them over a long period of time, right? Same thing goes for Infinity War. The main thing we're looking forward to is, what will Rocket Raccoon talking to Tony Stark look like? What will Doctor Strange and fucking Captain America talking to each other look like? We don't get that here because we only know Batman and Wonder Woman and, and Superman. And we've already seen plenty of Batman talking to Wonder Woman. That's been the basis of most of the footage of BVS, most of the trailers for Justice League. And then it's just like three new characters talking to each other. Great, I'm super not invested because I've known you for two minutes. So it fails because it just doesn't understand the most key benefit of a team-up movie, which is why it was a stupid idea to begin with and should have been abandoned straight away. And I didn't think I could heap any more hatred onto Suicide Squad. But what did that add to this? Fucking nothing. Completely unrelated. That could have been the Aquaman movie, or the Flash movie, or God help us, the Cyborg movie. Have they taken their time? I'm not even that mad, like, we don't get lanterns. I mean, we get very quick glimpse of lanterns. Oh, yeah, that one one shot of that one lantern getting fucking decked. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that mad about that, right? But, uh, because I understand what the, the connotations are in the pop culture right now of having... You know, the, the Ryan Reynolds is still looming over there, not that far away. Fine. But take your time. Work in the DC TV movies, because that's where you've got all your, your good fanboy love at the moment. You've got their trust there because you've been delivering good shows. Not really these last few seasons, but people like those characters. They're invested in them. And he always said Oliver Queen was the perfect POV character. Yeah. He was your perfect Captain America for these movies because he's going into a world where he has he's a bloke with a bow and arrow, and he's seeing gods fight each other, right? That would have been great. Do that. Have Martian Mandarin to be the one you have to introduce, and that's it, right? Then have your Justice League movie. But now you're playing from an even lesser hand than you had previously, and the only thing to look forward to, this is a sad state of fucking affairs, is... God damn, do we need a Flashpoint movie just to fucking start again? <laughs> to fix everything that means... isn't Wonder Woman. So let's examine that for a second as the sad sentence, and perhaps the most damning thing I can say is, the thing to look forward to is a fucking... Um, oh, what's his name? Flash. What's his name? What, Barry Allen? No, the actor. Oh, Ezra Miller. Yeah, is an Ezra Miller Flash movie. <laughs> uh... That's what we have to look forward to, uh, that's because that's horrible. what can save us. That's the point we've got to. <sighs> that's 
That's that makes me that that depresses me. That that just depresses me. Yes, doesn't make me feel anything other than just regret. Yeah. Uh, they need to hit the reset button, but somehow kill, keep Gal Gadot. That's the only one they need to keep. You know what I mean? They could do it as like, well, she's an Amazon. She was around before the time that Barry Allen's going to go back to. So why would she look any different? Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus, she hasn't really aged in in like hundreds of years. Exactly. So that's a thing. So that's apparently, fine. Just, apparently just been knocking around France. I mean England. I mean France. Yeah. They, they, it's super... That's the thing. That's just The movie's just so super inconsistent. And I know that it comes from this troubled... Um, development that it's had and obviously the tragedy that befell Zack Snyder no one deserves to have that happen no. to them but at the end of the day he's not the only person behind this movie yes it's his name on the posters yes it's his name next to the I tried sign yeah. at the start of the movie but there's more than one person to blame and it's the conglomerate at Warner Brothers which I think are really the ones who have fucked this movie up so royally yeah. by and here's something I think might be a controversial point by listening to the fans. Honestly, yeah. sometimes the viewing audiences do not know what they fucking want. No. Allow a director, maybe not Zack Snyder, but a good director who has read the source material, has decided a vision for what this movie yes. is going to be or what this universe is going to be, and allow them to explore it. Look at Thor Ragnarok. Decidedly a sharp fucking left turn from what the last Thor movie yep. was, but works so well because the talent is there. Everyone got on board, everyone knew what they were doing, and everyone knew that it was a risk worth taking. The problem with this movie is it seems to want to take no risks. Yeah. It wants to play it safe, it wants to stick to comic books and storylines it knows works, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's there's so many other little... It feels like there's a billion little arguments going on that's kind of ruining the grand scheme, and not everyone's on that same page. Mm. Which is why, again, just stop. Do a Flashpoint movie if you have to. Reset the fucking brackets and go again. I think that might actually... I, I think, is there any hope now for DC? Which you'd think there would be, but have they just ruined their brand reputation so badly that we're in a sorry state of affairs where the Justice League movie opened to less money than the Suicide Squad movie did. It opened to less money than Batman vs Superman. I've been looking at the numbers. Right, so... It will barely break even. So it's not just us who are feeling this way. It feels the general populace have just gone, right, now, DC movies is a black mark at the moment. Other than a Wonder Woman movie, which, of course, did do well critically and financially, fine. I don't know how to fix it at this point. I really fucking don't know how to fix it. No, there's no easy fix to this. Like you say, it's either a reality-breaking, time-breaking, universe-breaking, Mr. Fix-It of movies. Yeah, I've just realised I've advocated for a time travel movie, and I fucking hate time travel movies. (laughs) Oh, Christ. This is neither Back to the Future nor Terminator, the only two franchises allowed to do time travel. Oh, Christ. Even then, Terminator's losing that crown. I know, I know, I know. Uh, And they might be about to lose their one thing, like we said at the top of the episode. If the X-Men and Fantastic Four are coming back, they are so fucked. They're so utterly fucked. (laughs) They got nothing. I wouldn't be, I genuinely, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if, had they not shot Aquaman already and basically got that finished... I wouldn't be surprised if they just... Sh- Shit-canged the whole thing. Shit-canged the whole thing and didn't even do a flashpoint and just said, right, we're going to let it cool off, we're going to get rid of everyone who's here now, clear the decks, wait for Avengers 4 to come out and then and Marvel to have their big finale. Yeah. And be ready to fire the second they start phase... What would that be, 4? 
five. Be either four. The stage after Avengers Four. What what we from what we assume is going to be the step down of the first phase of heroes. Yes, exactly. Because Kevin yeah, to compete yeah. with the new heroes. Kevin to compete Feige with new Spider-Man. even said himself, Avengers Four will be a conclusion, something we've never seen before. If DC got all their ducks in a row, right, sack the brain trust, sack fucking everybody, and say, right, we're going to go out there and get the best. I don't care how much money you have to drive to Christopher Nolan's fucking house. You go and get <laughs> him, you sit him down, and you have him brain- write this shit out. Get the DC writers on board. They've been writing this for fucking years, and it's how Marvel have made a good stab at things. Yeah. Is understanding what their stories are doing. In comic books, I still think DC is ahead, apparently, in sales. They're kicking Marvel's ass in sales. I can believe that. The New 52 was great, and the Rebirth's good, and Metal's a fantastic series about, like, alternate reality evil Batman. Yeah. It's really, really... I've read a couple of issues. Holy fucking Christ, it's good. Right. And they somehow cannot get these same people to do a bit of a screenplay. There's a blockage there. Mm. Remove that blockage, reset the gambit, and then whenever... I think they said the, the Homecoming sequel is kicking off whatever's after... Um, Avengers 4. Yeah. You get your Batman movie or your Superman movie or your Wonder Woman movie ready to go there and fucking go. Try again. Listen to what the smart people are telling you. Not the raving fanboys. Not even us at this point. The people who write these stories have been nailing Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman for years. And go again. You might be able to save it then. Otherwise, you've missed the bubble and when it does inevitably pop in a few years' time, then you're going to have to wait another 20 years for to have a, another chance at really making a lot of money. Which is such a shame. <sighs> These characters deserve better. Also, Deathstroke. Oh, yeah, the post-credits. Fuck, I forgot uh, we're all... We're all uh, so, Lex Luthor's out of prison for reasons. And it looks like death as Deathstroke, with my choice for Wolverine, which is fucking me yeah. off, turning up. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, we definitely planned that Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Oh, wait, oh. no, come back, Ben, please. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the Justice Society or the... I didn't think that was uh, the worst of any... Injustice it Society. It was something. fine. I kind of liked it of, like, them... I mean, not in favour of having Jesse Eisenberg's version of Lex come back. Fuck. Deathstroke looked cool. Good suit. It's better than the Arrow one, which is quite <laughs> bulky these days. Yeah. It looked good in season two. For some reason, it's got bigger and fatter. Mm. Um... Yeah, I mean that wasn't the worst one, and and Superman versus Flash in a running race is a bit goofy, but fine. Yeah, I mean um, we got a little. I mean that was probably the one scene I could stomach the Flash in, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, just, right, just about. <sighs> and yet, after all that, I mean, I don't want people to go and watch it, but it's if you if you want to see it, you want to see it, and it's. In most places, I think for people who don't get fired up about movie making and don't get fired up about these characters, it's just like, eh, it was someone to do for two hours. And if that's the highest selling point of your movie... It's but just... the just It's not even just it's a DC movie. It's a fucking Justice League. Oh, oh, oh God. Uh, yeah, right, we, we just need to... Still not worse than Assassin's Creed, though. <laughs> no. I'll keep it that. Definitely not as bad as Death Note, so, you know... <sighs> Right. I didn't want to kill myself after watching this movie. I just wasn't like, I'm looking forward to liking the podcast about this one. <laughs> oi, 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 giving it a fucking kick in. Uh, so you can go and follow me on Twitter at thatmikegoin. You can also go and follow the site at the username FoulenStatement or FoulenT, that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T, over at Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Minds. Darren? You can follow me on Twitter at the Guttridge. Um You can go and check out our podcast for Stranger Things 2, which we recorded prior to this one. 
Uh, and coming up for the end of the year, we will have for you a um, The Last Jedi, the last big release of the year. Um, now, you're hoping to go and see Disaster Artist. I am not. So that's probably off. Um, we may have a Punisher one. It depends. I mean, I'll try. If there's an appetite for that, we might do a Punisher review. But anything we haven't reviewed over the last year, we will, of course, be able to catch in our end-of-year podcast, uh, where we run over all of the movies that we saw over the last 12 months, give you a top five, sorry, a top ten, name and shame the worst of movies, and then there will be a follow-up podcast for that in January. Looking forward to 2018. Let's hope that DC can get it together next year. I really, like... I don't want to fucking hate DC, but stop making terrible movies, and I will. My God, their hopes of writing an Aquaman movie. Oh, fuck, it's a dark That's all they've got all. next year. Oh, God. Ah, well. Oh, well. Looking forward to that sea bass drifting. Woo! Bye, everybody! Bye.